0: Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Homemakers. Well, I guess we have that in the intro, so I don't really need to say <laughs> it. But, <laughs> but it's been a while, so it seems appropriate. Yeah, for sure. Uh, We're glad to have you here. And today we wanted to talk about eating seasonally. Jackie and I have recorded a few episodes that we haven't released and nothing really felt right. And I feel like too, when you're getting back into something, you just have to get
0: all the you just have to get it out until you feel like you're back in the rhythm. Yeah,
1: definitely getting back into the rhythm. One, we're a little rusty. And then two, there's just so much going on that it's hard to not touch on certain things. But mm-hmm. I know that for me, podcasts are kind of an escape, sort of like TV shows or books and things like that. We don't want to bring all that stuff going on in the outside world into this show.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's not what you come here for. That's if you listen to news podcasts, or you know, other types of media, you get that there. You get that enough just by living in it. So yeah, we want to just give you a little bit of an escape.
1: Right. So this season, or I don't even know if we're going to call it a season, but <laughs> for the next few episodes, we're going to talk a lot about going back to the basics of homemaking. Some of y'all might be new listeners. And I know that a lot of people during quarantine and COVID stuff really binged our episodes like they just found us maybe they found themselves without a job or um they found themselves just with more time at home so that you know becoming a full-time homemaker it has been something that's been happening recently so we kind of wanted to go back to the basics and talk about some of the things that we love about homemaking and one of the most essential parts of homemaking is meal planning Right. And with that comes nutrition. And some of y'all or me too, and I know Jackie too, is when we think about meal planning, we're not necessarily thinking about nutrition from a nutrition perspective for our family. And so that's interesting. I mean, obviously the food's going to nourish us, mm-hmm. but we're just kind of either making family recipes, what's easy, what works, depending on if you're work full time, how many children you have, if any. And then if you're a full time homemaker, the the meals are going to differ based on that. So you're probably going to prioritize different things. I think we can all agree that at the end of the day, you have to eat and your family members have to eat.
0: (laughs) And that's when I do think about nutrition for when I'm meal planning, it's less to do with the actual nutrition, you know, how much vitamin C and vitamin B is in it, and more nutrition for the soul, because You know, I think a lot Mm -hmm. about what's going on in our lives at the time and what's going to make us feel good at this, you know, this meal instead of the actual science behind it.
1: Right. And sometimes like I know Jackie shared that her and Drew did keto and, Mm -hmm. you know, if your family's on a diet, maybe you're thinking about more about nutrition, but... And I and I love I love that nutrition for the soul. And that can even go to like nostalgic meals. You know, this mm-hmm, is just absolutely. what we made. You know, this is what my mom would cook for dinner, like spaghetti. Like this is the spaghetti recipe that we use and we have it every once in a while. It's in the rotation. But today that we really wanted to talk about is eating seasonally. And Jackie and I have both tried to eat more seasonally over the last year and now we're kind of coming to you with some thoughts on it i guess (laughs) and menus change obviously like menus at restaurants unless it's like chick-fil-a but even chick-fil-a they do get like the tortilla soup for fall
0: but they add the soup back which is amazing during the fall
1: yeah so i guess i well that example was bad but (laughs) You know, Starbucks definitely changes. They have the pumpkin spice latte. I don't... I enjoy it. Some people make fun of it, but I think it's mean to make fun of someone else enjoying a flavor. So you have other issues. We all (laughs) have
0: different tastes. For some people, cilantro tastes like soap. It's just...
1: You can't control what you like. Yeah, exactly. So I like it. Uh, I like all the pumpkin drinks and stuff like that. But uh, what I was talking about with Chick-fil-A is like you can always get, you know, a chicken sandwich with pickles or with French fries like year round. Um, But thinking about your food and your like usual rotation and how you can add in more seasonal items and not make it harder on you, especially if you have a lot of mouths to feed. Or even if you don't, it's just sometimes you don't want to have a really big, laborious dinner to make, like, you know, big meal to make, because then one, you have more chances to mess it up or two, (laughs) you're just going to give up before you start and order takeout. So sometimes,
0: um, you know, you think about your grocery list and you're like, no, this is too long. I'm going to either go to takeout or go to my old trusty Three ingredient recipes.
1: Well, that's why I like shipped an instant cart.
0: (laughs) So true. Because then you don't have to go try to find new ingredients.
1: Yes. But then I have to trust that this unexperienced person will. (laughs) Knows what it is. Yeah. Some shipped and instant cart shoppers are better than others. Um, I don't (laughs) think I've shared this. I may have shared this on an episode that we've recorded but didn't release. So (laughs) my bad if I've already shared it. But uh, I had this instant cart. Um, order and I love spaghetti squash. You I do such, have it at least once a week. Yeah, it's such an easy thing for me to make and, like, kind of make a lower-calorie version of whatever my food my husband's trying to eat because he's always trying to gain weight. Anyway, but I did – I had a few different instant cart shoppers give me the wrong thing. I get butternut squash substituted a lot, and they, like, don't tell me, and that's been annoying. I actually, like, threw away a butternut squash because I already had one in the <laughs> pantry, So that – I don't know how long they last but but one time the delivery guy just put in he didn't even put it in plastic or anything didn't put my produce in any plastic just was like in with my canned vegetables was just one small lone yellow squash like I don't even know and that was to substitute a spaghetti squash I don't even know like what you could make with one little yellow squash. It was all bruised from the like. Okay. Beans. If it was all bruised,
0: cause if I needed like another vegetable in like a one pot meal, I might add it in there.
1: But yeah, I guess that's true. But I was just like, what a weird thing to order. And like to think that this, that this delivery per, you know, this person really just wanted one lone yellow squash and it was a good idea to put it in with like my canned beans. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay, enough about that. But menus are, over. <laughs> menus are changing at restaurants and things, but are they changing at for your home menu. Mike Willen talked a lot about this in her book, Welcome Home, Mm -hmm. about decorating seasonally and how actually getting seasonal supplies, and I think that these ingredients could go under seasonal supplies. Absolutely. Can really make your home feel festive without having to buy a bunch of fake pumpkins. Or you know, random stuff from the store, and it's good for you know. I can understand wanting to really go over the top with seasonal decor if you have little kids, or maybe that's just your thing. And if that's your thing, that's fine. For me, it's more of a money drain, a time drain. I'm usually like never happy with it, and or then
0: I get happy with it, and then the season change.
1: Yeah, and I don't like the next season as much as the one. That right. Did. And then you have to spend more on that next season. Yes. And then the storage factor of it. There's mm-hmm. just so many reasons why I'm taking more of a minimalist, a cozy minimalist <laughs> approach to seasonal decor but we can talk about that more later in another episode but mm-hmm. today we really want to talk about food so this can really fall into if you've read cozy minimalist home and especially if you've read welcome home i would so encourage you to do so i re-listened we got like our advanced reading copy but then i listened to the audiobook version because i love consuming audio content that's one of the reasons why we made this podcast in the first place is hmm we both enjoy audio. This would fall into the seasonal supply. And that's something that you're already going to spend money at the grocery store every week. So this is a way to like really get festive without spending more money.
0: And it's actually, since we're talking about this festive aspect of, seasonal um cooking anyway one it's cheaper because the food is in season Mm -hmm. it wasn't artificially it wasn't grown artificially to be in season you know if you wanted a watermelon in november i'm sure you could find one but it's going to cost you more than during the summer but it also Michelin talks a lot about smells and so she uses a Mm -hmm. lot of candles and this if you're cooking seasonally you're going to have those fall flavors or those whatever season it is flavors in, in the air as you're cooking. And so it brings that in without you having to go buy 300 candles.
1: Well, and going with it being cheaper too is it reduces your carbon footprint because, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're living, if you're eating food that is in season where you live, the food not only does it not taste as good when it's grown out of season, but it doesn't reach its natural ripening rhythms.
0: Well, it's one, it's not going to have the same nutritional value because it doesn't reach rhythms. And I don't think it lasts as long. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you've ever bought fruit out of season, you bring it home. Sometimes it seems like you don't even have it for a day or two and it's gone bad. Where if you buy it in season, they tend to last a little bit longer because they're designed right so
1: that and that goes with the natural ripening rhythms that's Mm -hmm. um phrased really well jackie thank you we were obviously designed to eat this way right things Mm -hmm. bloom at different times of year and no matter what your religious beliefs are you can or just you know world whatever beliefs i mean back Mm -hmm. in the day when people had I mean, in some ways, worse health because we didn't have access to medicine, but better health as in like obesity issues. I read a lot about this. Like, is there actually science in it? And yes, there is science in eating seasonally with allergies, especially. Jackie and I've talked a lot about this because we've been trying to do this for the Mm -hmm. past few seasons. So allergies, of course, especially if you're eating locally and that too, you can give back to local farmers. Mm -hmm. And really right now with the food change chain supplies. I mean, that's something that's going to be important and be mindful of is Mm -hmm. supporting those farmers. But did you read the broccoli vitamin C study? Yes. Okay. Do you want to share about that? Because I thought that Um, was really interesting.
0: Yeah. So they did some studies on vitamin C or on vitamin C and broccoli, and they were looking at it in broccoli that was actually grown in season in a more natural way versus broccoli that was Grown with um, some artificial ma- means, so that you can get it year round. Because I do eat broccoli year round because I love it, but I do eat more of it in the fall. And they found that the the vitamin C was just higher um, when it was in season. And I think, and Jacqueline, correct me because I don't know if I remember exactly. Your body absorbs that vitamin C better when you eat it in season.
1: That yeah, that's that's. That's what I read as well. And it probably just because it's like in its most natural form. Mm-hmm. And I know that your body can, can discard, like especially if you're taking like Over the counter vitamins and stuff like that. Like a lot of it, you just kind of, it just goes through you. It doesn't get absorbed. And just like you said, eating seasonally will put you in a festive mood. It'll make your house smell festive. It'll put your whole family member in a festive mood. The colors on the plate just look more festive all around. It is just better.
0: And it can get you out of a food rut. I know. Yes. Me personally. I tend to make the same couple meals over and over again, and I make them because I like them. I know how to make them very quickly and easily. But then sometimes I just get bored of them. And by introducing the seasonal food, you can kind of replace those foods without doing a complete overhaul of your your menu
1: okay well let's get into that so we're going to do we're calling this a fall recipe swap but we're not going to give like sometimes we've read full recipes on the podcast um and i'm not saying we'll never do that again but today we're just going to be kind of talking about what we like to make, what our family favorites are, maybe some ingredients that we use. And then if you want more information about a particular recipe, you could always join our Facebook group, which is the Millennial Homemakers. And Jackie and I pretty much respond to every single post in there. And usually both of us respond. So, <laughs> and Sometimes I'll be the
0: same thing at the same time. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I'll be sure to tag people, or, or I'll tag like I'll tag Jackie if someone asks about a recipe that she shares. So, mm-hmm. just for brevity um, of it, and to get to get to let us tell you more foods that we eat than like focusing on just a few recipes. So, this first one is something that Jackie actually kind of got me into over the quarantine staff, which is Butcher Box so uh, yes how long have y'all been using butcher box just um, since the really quarantine? since
0: the very beginning of quarantine um kind of that f- first month in march when we were at home there was the beginning of the meat shortage and we mm-hmm. went grocery shopping and found we couldn't even get our ground beef and our chicken that we have every single week and my mom had had used butcher box um, kind of for the same reason, and got me into it. And now I don't see us really going back.
1: Yeah, I love Butcher Box, and another thing about Butcher Box is that the beef and the chicken, so the, or the poultry, are certified humane, which mm-hmm. means that it's like the highest quality. I joke with Jordan all the time that like those animals probably had names and are, were like petted and told that they were pretty and things because um,
0: you joke, but I think that might be actually kind of true my brother does uh, large designs large-scale water filtration systems and he's gone to some not humane chicken farms and he wouldn't eat chicken for a very long time no
1: we have a chicken plant in town and there's a lot of things that we can talk about the meat industry <laughs> <And> <laughs> in Another episode, yeah in great length because I have a lot of things to say and yeah. just like feelings but uh if they're certified humane if you know what that is and then the pork is heirloom Breed, I think that's what it's called, right? Heirloom line, which that's the, it's very similar to the same thing. These kind of like getting designer pork, like how, you mm-hmm. know, I have a purebred French bulldog and so it's like that, but in a pig and these lines go back 300 years
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so they're bred for really good meat and then because it's more of an expensive animal, they're kept incredibly well. Um, yes. one thing, I don't know if I've shared this account with you. I may have, I may have like sent it to you last night in the middle of the night when I was up. My dogs were like up in the middle of the night last night. Oh, no. Ballerina farms. No, Do you have not. not. Oh my gosh, Jackie, you're going to love her. So it's a really fun account to follow. And they're just this really cute couple. They have like six kids. They live on a farm in Utah and he's a pig farmer. And they like live off the land and she was a ballerina a professional ballerina and then also Miss New York City He's a pick from her and like they're just really beautiful people and their kids are so beautiful and uh you know but it's not like they this is all they've ever known they're right. definitely intentionally choosing this life like Jordan was watching it with me and he was like they look Amish. And I'm like, well, kind of, but this is, but they're not, you know, it's really cool. So Ballerina Farms, and they have heirloom pork, and you can buy pork directly from them as well, like a box. And I think they have beef too, but I know they're mainly pig farmers, but I haven't ever, I've just done butcher box because it's a better value for that quality of meat I found. But well, um, that's,
0: yeah, because when you're talking about this is an expensive
1: um, piece of meat,
0: that's what I love about ButcherBox is it doesn't push you over your budget. You get a huge
1: variety. Mm-hmm. And, and we- This
0: not sponsored, by the way. We just really no, like ButcherBox. No,
1: this isn't sponsored. And we do the um, custom box. Do you do that? Yes.
0: Yeah. I do too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah yeah so you can totally because i can
0: get variety Mm -hmm. the
1: only thing that i really don't like of theirs is is the salmon
0: which i wasn't a fan either you had already bought it so i didn't tell you i didn't like it until after you tried it okay
1: i uh we we have really good and the fish for them too it's all um atlantic caught so they're wild Mm -hmm. you know so that's like the best quality of fish that you can get too. so they're not farm raised i just don't really like frozen fish i feel like you really need fresh fish and butcher box is frozen i would say that. The steaks are the best steaks I've ever had.
0: They're really, like
1: really I really, yeah, I really, really love Butcher Box. So for that reason, and usually uh, we don't buy like specific meat mm-hmm. per times of year. Maybe if right. like spring and summer, you might be eating more chicken or more fish because you're you trying to. It a-
0: well, you can also just eat more. I think cold or room temperature meals yeah with those and so you're not eating a hot meal when it's hot outside
1: yeah so that has you know so I guess you could change your meat a little bit but if you did like how we do butcher box like I could I could alter it um yes I don't know so mainly like for my seasonal eating it's all about the sides I would say
0: yeah mine's mostly the vegetables and um fruits and actually my first recipe is a little meat because of butcher box Mm -hmm. um Which I can go ahead and share since we're talking about it. So Box will sometimes have add-ons that you can just add without having to take up like a meat spot because you have so many cuts that you can choose from. In this last box, I got an indoli sausage that was apple and gouda, uh, which is not something I would necessarily get in the summer because apple is a fall fruit. And I made it in like a one pan Mm -hmm. uh, just – a one pan dish with a lot of seasonal vegetables. So broccoli, mushrooms, sweet potatoes, zucchinis, and bell peppers. And I cooked the sausage and then I just threw all the veggies in there with some olive oil, um, salt, pepper, and then fall um, spices like rosemary, parsley, and thyme. And once everything was cooked through and the sweet potatoes were soft, we just ate it like that. And you get a lot of color variety. And then you have the apple and the, um, and the Gouda and the sausage to kind of um, bring even more fall flavors in and it was it's really easy
1: that's awesome i love that idea um i love one pan meals and i especially love it with sausage like that is one thing yes. that i really it's really, really the love. only one pan meals i eat yeah yeah I think of it. well we'll do like cornish hen and oh, then, those, yeah and then i'll be surrounded with the steps mm-hmm. but and then i also, I was like, oh, yeah, you don't really eat meat for different seasons. OK, obviously, you're going to eat <laughs> ham at Easter and you're going to eat turkey at Thanksgiving. But you know what I
0: mean? Funny, we also <laughs> tend to eat ham at Christmas. Yeah,
1: a lot of people do. And
0: Thanksgiving so, for one of Drew's sides of the family.
1: Yeah, I don't like ham at Thanksgiving, but that's what we, we also have, have turkey. But we can fight about that later. <laughs> Um, okay so some of my favorite sides I've shared before the sweet potato brussels sprouts and Mm -hmm. apples tossed in apple butter and soy sauce Mm -hmm. that is just like one of my absolute favorite sides also roasted beets with goat cheese oh yeah just cut off the beets and cook them like you would roast anything else and then just put some goat cheese and I like getting the goat cheese with honey from Mm -hmm. Aldi honey is usually more springy but maybe not I don't know what do you think about honey as an ingredient? Is that um, fall? You can make it
0: well, fall. a regular ar- salad that I really like has honey in the dressing.
1: Um, that sounds that, like, is that like Mike Willen's warm salad? Is it similar to that?
0: You know, I don't remember.
1: Um, oh, she has it in the, um, if you're a member of her community.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. I know I looked I know. at it, but I mean, mine is a, like a honey cinnamon Greek hmm. yogurt. Um, dressing with arugula apple walnuts and cranberries so it's probably very similar i just don't remember
1: yeah hers is has walnut yeah walnuts in it um Mm -hmm. but i love roasted beets with goat cheese that's something that a local restaurant does really well and jordan actually loves those too I like beets because of the color, mm-hmm. and you could do carrots and beets if you're too scared to try just beets. <laughs> and then I like making a spicy cabbage as well. That mm-hmm. it, It's a little stinky, but um, I'll just saute it, so it's Which, not Which that's kind of also boring. really good
0: with sausage.
1: Yes, spicy cabbage is good with sausage, too. And you can actually, like, roast the cabbage. Something that Jordan's mm-hmm. aunt does a lot is she'll, like cut slices of vegetables she'll do long carrots a slice of onion a slice of you know a few slices of cabbage some sweet potato and she'll roast it for a long time and then all she'll flavor it with is um red pepper flakes salt and pepper
0: oh that sounds really easy and also very similar to how I roast my broccoli
1: yeah yeah so um adding I just like the I don't like cabbage without spice me neither I mean, I guess I like okay. coleslaw, but you know what I mean? Falk but that's cabbage. a whole
0: different. <laughs> yeah.
1: Falk, like cabbage. I
0: know that's, I know that's cabbage, but you have so many other flavors and other things going on in there that mm-hmm. it's not like you're just eating cabbage.
1: Okay. So what's your next meal? Um, so I have
0: one more like main dish. Cause it's funny that you did sides. I tried mm-hmm. to kind of think um, more like holistic um, is a harvest chicken casserole. So it's just, you know, your basic chicken casserole with, Um, like a wild rice for some reason. I have never had a chicken casserole without wild rice. Um, Mm -hmm. But then again, with those seasonal um, veggies, onions, sweet potatoes, Brussels sprouts, um, dried cranberries, almonds. And what I like about this and that one dish is you can change up those vegetables pretty easily um, if you don't like one or if you want to just try something new. And then you can even kind of bring these into other seasons by just updating those vegetables. Um, But you just mix that all together and bake it which is so easy. And then a cauliflower bake, which is really just a like loaded mashed potato casserole, um except with cauliflower. And you don't have to like mash that up or anything. You just mm-hmm. steam it and then bake it and then all the goodies that you would put on a loaded baked potato or a loaded mashed potato.
1: Going with the uh, the cast the chicken casserole. Yeah. Is I the the meat that I like to change the most for seasonal flavors is a pork loin. Okay, so I absolutely love pork loin. It is so tender. Um, it's really easy to make. I always sear it, flavor it with salt and pepper, and olive oil. Usually just mm-hmm. olive oil spray. And so you sear it on all sides and it's like round. So you sear it on four sides and then I bake it according to the pounds. Okay. And usually like, I don't remember what it is, maybe 350. And it might be 20 minutes a pound or something. Um, But anyway, I, we love, love, love pork loin google how to bake it i just do the <laughs> baking instructions like the first thing that pops up on google is basically how i do it but i always sear it to lock in the moisture but i will change what i put on top of the yes. pork loin according to the seasons so for fall i I, if I'm feeling lazy, I will buy a can of whole cranberries and
0: dump that. That's the only way I really do cranberries when, if I'm cooking with them.
1: Yeah. If I have cranberries or blueberries, like in my, fridge then I'll reduce them over the stove um, and do that but also figs or fig preserves mm-hmm. that's such an easy way to just change the topping and then in the spring you could do raspberry or strawberry preserves you, in the summer you could just put lemon on it mm-hmm. uh, like a lemon butter with some black pepper you know lemon pe- that would be amazing for winter You could like light too Yes, very light for winter. You could do like a uh, honey Dijon. Well, I guess that would be more spring, wouldn't it? What well, would be a good winter? I don't know I if really I've done. Need to
0: find out what season honey is in.
1: I think it's you can. It depends on what you pair it with. I would say. You yeah. Oh, for winter you could do orange. That would yes. be a great cuz oranges are in season for winter. So, yeah. I will so just find one thing just like Jackie said with her casserole, like find something that you make well that you can just trade out the toppings per season. Mm-hmm. And now you
0: don't have to learn a whole new recipe.
1: Exactly. Because that's the thing is if you're trying to learn all these new recipes and sometimes it's worth it, but you're not going to do it. You might try it once and then not do it again, you know, and then you won't, and then you're going to have to find all new recipes for next season. So this way, just get good at making one thing and then change up seasonally. And even if you just eat it once a week or once a month, whatever, that's like a fun seasonal meal,
0: which like you said then you don't have to find all new recipes, but because you already know basically what you're making, you're comfortable making it. Mm-hmm. When you do want to layer in something new that you're maybe a little scared to try, you have more time to do it because you're not doing that every single night.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. Which is
0: huge for me.
1: Me too. I'm like all about lazy girl.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And I don't have any kids yet, so
0: it's only going to get worse. I, I, know. I know. Say,
1: okay.
0: I really like in the fall to make baked apples
1: Mm, Jordan um, loves these
0: and I mean it's a dessert it's a side it's you know you can it's so versatile and and when you eat it during the day um, and it just makes your house smell so good right now I have an apple cider c- cider candle burning and it's just not the
1: same yeah yeah I love baked apples that's so good Okay, so what about for breakfasts, lunches, and snacks? Because we've just been talking about dinner. Do you do anything in particular to fall up or season up your breakfast, lunches, and snacks? Okay, so I, sure I, have, is, but I, don't. I, I have some ideas, and this kind of goes back to Michael Lynn's thing about like seasonal supplies. Mm-hmm. If you're adding these ingredients to your grocery list anyway, and like we said, they're usually cheaper, Mm-hmm. Because they're in season, so think about like if you usually have a banana as a snack, or you send a banana with your kids. Just, well, if they're in right. school right now, <laughs> it's all weird. <laughs> or but you hand them
0: the banana during their break time from home during school, Zoom
1: whatever. school, whatever it is. Think, just buy more seasonal vegetables and fruit and kind of replace some of those items I know you have picky eaters in your family you might be a picky eater one tip about buying stuff like that like seasonal items is if you are going to replace something that you eat every day make sure it's like around the same calorie count you don't want to like replace it with like a pumpkin nut muffin and then all of a sudden you're like I gained five pounds (laughs) because of your muffin a day but (laughs) speaking from experience but
0: anyway (laughs) but. Banana muffin, <laughs> yeah, same thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or if you like omelets, then incorporate that is seasonal, a good way. seasonal vegetables that you already have in the fridge into your omelet instead of doing like a Mexican omelet every single meal, or I mean every single breakfast. Like, do. Broccoli and onion and bell peppers. And bell peppers. Mm-hmm. So but adding that broccoli idea. in, like, that's a good way. Also, I will make, because I'm such big on the fall sides, and mm-hmm. something that our friend Leah will do is she is pretty much plant-based or well she eats cheese but um, pr- she's pretty much vegetarian i guess i should say and so she'll order like veggie plates at restaurants right so she like loves sides and she'll eat some of her meals would be a side mm-hmm. for my meal you know but if i make extra sides at- for dinner and then i package it up and save it then i'll just eat that whole serving for lunch and not even have a meat in it you know I might have beans or whatever was in it but Mm -hmm. that's a way to a lazy girl way
0: and again that makes it cheaper because you've already made Mm -hmm. the made the the side so you don't have to buy extra ingredients for it
1: Right. And I probably want to eat spicy cabbage as a whole meal, but (laughs) maybe I would put that and then I would just roast a sweet potato with lunch, you know, or microwave a sweet potato. Who am I kidding? That's a, that's an easy way to do those things. Obviously too, if you have food sensitivities, be careful. Yeah. Be careful with adding new things in and just be aware of the calorie difference from what you're usually eating. And then also the food sensitivity difference. But everything we've talked about is fruits and vegetables. So I'm sure you can find something in these lists. And you can go on Pinterest and look up like fall in season fruits and vegetables. And you can find things that you can eat. I'm pretty confident.
0: You will also find a whole lot of soup recipes that don't have any vegetables in them.
1: Okay. Speaking (laughs) of soup. Speaking of soup. I asked Jordan what his favorite meal is that I make for fall. Mm -hmm. and I was expecting him I make a lot of red beans in the fall I make a lot of pot roast in the fall I was expecting him to say that but I'll make those things kind of year-round yeah but he said that soup that you make so for Halloween I think he's finally caught on every year that we've been married I will make a autumn butternut squash soup and put it in a bread bowl And we don't really get trick-or-treaters. So that is like our Halloween night tradition is we'll watch some kind of spooky movie Mm -hmm. and enjoy a nice bread bowl full of that soup. Interesting. It's so good. It's so easy. You just roast it in the crock pot and then you puree it and you can find recipes for it on Pinterest. I can share my recipe. I kind of change it. I'm not great at following recipes. I just, anyway, it always turns out well. So
0: Yeah, that's all that matters.
1: Mm-hmm. It's real good. But that's a fun thing that you can do, too, like for Halloween or, I don't know, just something that you, like, make every fall if you are going to go to the trouble to learn a right. whole new food. Yeah, then, make it a
0: special occasion.
1: And then I'll, in the spring, I'll make asparagus soup. So I've never I thought
0: about doing, doing that.
1: Like a seasonal soup?
0: Yeah. I mean, I have easy seasonal soups. Like, I really only make chili during the fall,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but... But then I have like I make tortellini soup year round. And I've never thought about I mean, even for that, I could change up the ingredients because it calls for spinach, which I think is more of a summer um, vegetable. Mm -hmm. So there's probably something else I can put in it, you know, during the fall to kind of bring up those fall flavors.
1: Yeah, you could use broccoli. That's oh, yeah, that's true. I love a broccoli cheddar soup.
0: Me too. I don't
1: I don't make it from scratch. I should learn how.
0: I think I made it from scratch once. Okay.
1: And Do never again, if more. that tells you anything. <laughs> Do you have any more recipes? Uh no. Okay. What about seasonal drinking? What are your thoughts on that? So I'm not talking about just buying like the autumn uh harvest flavored beer okay i'm talking about because i do like, do that i know me too it's fun it's it's my ver- It's an alcoholic <laughs> version of a pumpkin spice latte but exactly so my friend stacy on her instagram posted like a bar cart she's a furniture mm-hmm. designer and mm-hmm. i thought and this like really kind of prompted me thinking about like fall alcoholic drinks Because she said, while I might wear jeans after Labor Day, you'd never catch me holding a gin and tonic in October. Rosé needs... Needs a summer day. Manhattan should only be drunk between Thanksgiving and New Year's. House rule, and then. So I've never. Well, she didn't really say what she does drink during this season, and she's at Dunes and Duchess on Instagram. If you want to mm-hmm. give her a follow, she's really cute. It just made me think, and I know. And so Tennessee whiskey is pretty much appropriate year round, but really we yeah. only drink whiskey or bourbon. Someone commented on the post like, "You can only have bourbon if." It's below 60 degrees and that changes where you live. Like if you live in Florida, you can still drink bourbon in the fall. Okay. But
0: yeah, don't tell Drew cause he will drink bourbon every, you know, every season. Yeah.
1: Well, some, and I think she too, she said that they have a bourbon cabinet. So I'm pretty sure you have a bourbon cabinet. You drink it year round. You drink it Yeah. But I just thought that was like such an interesting post and really got me thinking like what alcoholic drinks and kind of, I need to delve more into that. I would love to hear feedback from listeners. Maybe y'all know mm-hmm. the answer what you should be drinking right now.
0: I've never thought about it, but there are some drinks that I do tend to drink either only during a certain season or more often during the season's certain season like um mulled wine obviously like I'm never going to drink that right. in the summer. Um margaritas I tend to only do during the summer. Um and then like manhattans like she said like I've never thought about that, but that I've I pretty much I drink it before what did she say thanksgiving and new years? Mm-hmm. I do drink that maybe before thanksgiving, but really only in the colder months and I I've never really thought about that
1: I know I hadn't either because you know you think of the typical of like eggnog or but like I I love yeah yeah exactly exactly I love gin and tonics and so that's something that I probably drink throughout the year but like maybe I shouldn't maybe that's like de classe I don't know she's really classy so she knows a lot more about this than I do I
0: wonder if there's a way to turn that into a fall drink though
1: I don't know well someone said someone said like bourbon and tonic so uh-huh. maybe that but you know in darker liquor obviously probably you'll drink more in the fall but it was just something to think about we really will have like whiskey and I don't really drink that much anymore the older I yeah. get it's the worse it makes me feel so I would just prefer to have my sparkling water but it it is something to kind of think about so i thought we would end on that because drinking seasonally and, and maybe if you have those seasonal vegetables and fruit then just like with michaelin what she was saying is you have the seasonal supplies so it's mm-hmm. easy to garnish your drink with something seasonal get grab like a thyme sprig or rosemary or yeah. whatever and garnish so Just having those vegetables on hand will really get you in the fall mood. And it's it's a consumable. So you're not going to have to store it. It's going to make your house smell good. It's going to be better for you. It's going to be less expensive. It supports local farmers. It lessens your carbon footprint. Yeah, there is no downside. So eat seasonally. Give us feedback. Love to hear from y'all. We'll post some pictures and... Other res- like full recipes if anyone wants yeah. one in our Facebook group. Yeah.
0: I'm actually making like that cauliflower bake this week. So I'll remember to take some pictures of Yummy.
1: it. Yummy! Because
0: I don't always take pictures of my food. And I,
1: like, don't, I don't like cauliflower instead of potatoes. But maybe someone else has to make it for me. Maybe if you make it for me.
0: I got it. when we were doing keto, that's kind of where I got into it. Because for a long time, I didn't mm-hmm. like cauliflower at all. And then we were not eating potatoes, obviously, because they're, mm-hmm. you know, very high in carbs. And it's become an easy way to, to still cut down on our carbs, even though we're not doing keto. Huh. Good That's to all know. all how you season it.
1: Good to know. So talk to
0: y'all next week. And of course, you can always find us on Instagram. That's pretty much where we live online. Um, I'm at JVAlexander16. Jacqueline is at Jacqueline Humble. And we are at the Millennial Homemakers. Hope that y'all have a great
1: week. Talk to you soon. Bye.